Welcome to episode 66 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And today's show is no different. It's kind of a cool one. I talked to Steve Burns from the band Steven Steven. You may remember Steve as the host of Blues Clues. But he's got this incredible project with Steve Draws from The Flaming Lips. Really interesting, very cool music for everyone. Their new album is called For Everywhere, and it's great. And I had a great time talking to Steve. It's the 66th episode it's also the one-year podiversary of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How far have we come in a year? Well, for one thing, I don't think I would have talked to Steve Burns a year and two days ago before the Good Stuff Kids podcast existed. I'm having an amazing time doing this. It's so much fun. I'm talking to some really cool, interesting people who are doing great stuff, not just for kids, but for families and even for parents. A lot of mindfulness stuff going to be coming up in the next few weeks. Mindfulness, not something I necessarily thought I would get into, and I'm not into it. I mean, I got to be honest, but it's a different way to think about things, and it's a pretty good thing, and it's pretty important for parents of three kids under the age of seven like me who just spent an hour and a half putting kids to bed on a Saturday night. Remember Saturday nights? Oh, man. Saturday nights without putting three kids under seven to bed for an hour and a half? Oh, double O, man. Anyhow, drop me a line, please. Mike at goodstuffpod.com. Check out the website, www.goodstuffpod.com. Catch up on a year's worth of good stuff and even some sports-related things, too. Good Stuff Sports. That's the spinoff. I never thought a year ago I would have not just one podcast, but a podcast and a spinoff. Kind of an amazing thing when you're your own boss, doing your thing, not getting paid for it, but just loving it and having fun and doing it for the love. All right, let's jump to four plus one, the top four songs in my car, plus one I try to get my kids to listen to. Did I have a winner this week? Is the streak alive? I think I'm at like three weeks straight with a winner. Will the streak continue? You'll have to listen to find out. Coming in at number four this week is Rotten to the Core from something called The Descendants, which is a Disney movie or something. I didn't know anything about it until this week, and I apologize. They say I'm trouble. They say I'm bad. They say I'm evil, and that makes me glad. I didn't know. That is not my favorite thing I've ever heard. Coming in at number three this week is Big Blue Whale by future guest Joni Leeds.
Coming in at number two is Every Second Counts by our guy, Randy Kaplan. I had a great time talking to Randy just this week. It's going to be coming pretty soon to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. We talked for a long time, and it was really, really funny. And the best part about it was that he's the same talking to him in person as he is on his recorded music. Really so fun. Can't wait for you guys to hear that one. Can you put on your socks? We got to get to school and work. Being late ain't a good trade. You're driving me berserk. Your mom will have to take over soon. And you'll be whistling a different tune. She might not be as patient, boy. She might get wound up like a wind-up toy. Every second counts. Every second counts. Tick-tock, bock, bock. Where's that other cuckoo clock? Every second counts. Come on, time is money. Might as well learn it. This week is I Have a Little Turtle by Sue Schnitzer. We found this one on like Spotify Radio, and my daughters knew it from school. It's pretty fun. I have a little turtle. His name is Tiny Tim. I put him in the bathtub to see if he could swim. He drank up all the water. He ate up all the soap. But now he's sick in bed with bubbles in his throat. Oh, bubble, 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 pop. And now the moment you've been waiting for this week's plus one. Was it a winner? Shockingly, yes, it was. The streak is still alive. The streak is intact. The song is called Fight Test by the Flaming Lips. And talking to Steve Burns about Stephen Jaws and the Flaming Lips got me thinking about a band that I haven't listened to a ton, but there is a particular song of theirs that I just love, and it is this song, Fight Test. So I played it for my kids in the car, and I was shocked when they asked to hear the whole thing again. It's a great song. Hope you enjoy it. There's something about it, right? That song is like a big, like, nice hug. It's like a hug. I, I don't know if the, how the Flaming Lips would react to hearing that I compared their song to a hug, but well, I don't know. I love it. If you liked any of the music that you heard on this week's countdown, you can find all of this music on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify music. Support these artists. Enjoy a little bit more of Fight Test by the Flaming Lips. Steve Burns, welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. It's uh, it's nice to talk to you. I've uh, I've seen you around. I've seen you on my uh, on our iPads and Kindle Fires. You are the former host of Blues Clues, and that's, uh, right. that's what people know you for. But there's something else that people should probably know you for at this point, and that is 
that you are a uh, you're a recording musician and you have a project that just came out this past week, right? Or last week, actually, I should say. We're recording on March 3rd. Yeah, it was the 24th. It came yeah, out the 24th. So tell me a little bit about this project. Uh, well, it's called For Everywhere. I made it with uh, Stephen Drozd from The Flaming Lips. And we're calling it Music for Everybody, Everybody Music, because when we wrote it, we were kind of writing a kid's record, but we made sure that absolutely every moment on the record appealed to us in some way, too. So, mm -hmm. And it's got to work for you, right, to be authentic. Exactly. You know, I mean, that was sort of our criteria in the studio was if we're going to write a silly song, it has to make us laugh. If we're going to write a sad song, it has to make us cry, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, and we were definitely trying to go for um, kind of a wider range of expression mm -hmm. on this record than you typically find mm -hmm. in, a, in a kid's record. There's lots of kids music that does lots of things, but I think that the expectation of Children's music is um, is usually just yay, and we wanted to to definitely get beyond that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's definitely a range of emotions, and there's a lot of thematic things going on in uh, a variety of the songs. What are some of the themes that uh, that that continue to pop up on the record for you guys? Well, the most common theme on the record is this concept of struggle, this concept of never giving up. You know, um, the uh, there's kind of a, a little mini rock opera on the record where there's a narrative about this unicorn that, uh, that, you know, the world thinks isn't real. And, uh, he's remembering his life and he's remembering when he was in love with a cosmic space princess who could shred on the guitar and they were in a band and everything was awesome. And then like cosmic forces separated them and he goes and he spends the rest of his life searching for her. And he never gives up. Never give up. They're right, and that's why it's called For Everywhere, because he searches everywhere, but that takes forever, yeah. because everywhere is, like, huge. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that, yeah. You're talking, you're talking about the last song, which, uh, when I was listening to it, I was like, that's a 10-minute song on a, you know, family music record, but it's like the story is engaging, and the music is engaging. So I thought that that's a really brave step, and, and a really brave move for you all. Well, I wanted it to be much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Like, I wanted that to be the song that you fall asleep to. So, I mean, first of all, it's not sung. It's all spoken. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's set like a recap of the record. Mm -hmm. And uh, we used to do that on Blues Clues all the time. We'd always recap what happened in the episode. And I wanted to do that on, on the record. And then I just wanted the music to go for like half an hour. Mm -hmm. It just become quieter and quieter and quieter. So that it would be something that you could maybe put on as your kid falls asleep. Yeah. Um, we actually have, uh, the Itsy Bitsy Spider is on that record too, because someone asked us, someone basically suggested to us that we do a kid song. So I wanted to make that like 15 minutes long because, <laughs> because that is a pretty intense story. If you think about it. Uh, yeah, sure. It's like the most intense story. And everyone already knows the story to that. So I wanted to do it really long and make it like Peter and the wolf with just motifs and stuff and no lyrics. But we just kind of did a more conventional version of it. But I think even that one's like seven minutes long. <laughs> I mean, another example of that, um, maybe not in terms of song length, but like taking something that's <clears throat> familiar, but putting your spin on it is if you're ginormous and you know it. So I wasn't expecting that the giant to come in, right? Spoiler alert. But like that, that took it in a really cool direction. That was just an idea we had um, 
well, between songs, I just said, you know, let's do like a radio theater thing where it's uh-huh. just like little sound effects and everything. And, uh-huh. uh, that's just, and we literally came up with that in five minutes. And I think the whole thing took less than an hour to do. <laughs> and, and we, we recorded just the, the beginning part. And then in the next take, I went and did the giant afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So how did you and Steven get together? So Steven, you know, we should say for those who don't know, he, he's a, I guess a founding member of the Flaming Lips. Is that? He's not a founding member. Not a founding member. Okay. But uh, I think he came in on, uh, I guess, before Transmissions from Solid. I forget which record he came in yeah. on. He was a huge Flaming Lips fan, and then he just became their drummer. Uh-huh. And then they realized that he can play every instrument God ever made. Uh-huh. And he just became this, he became like, you know, the musical mastermind behind that band. Wow, so. interesting. And that to be the musical mastermind of like this iconic band that people love like don't like like they love uh it's it's pretty spectacular to go from fan to like driving force is awesome well i mean that's kind of our story is that i was at a uh i was at a party on the upper west side of manhattan and someone played the soft bulletin and i think i got about 30 seconds into it and i found the person who put it on found out what it was and I left the party and bought that CD and went home and listened to it like nine times. Uh-huh. It completely wired my brain and rewired my aesthetic. I'd never liked music that much in my life. Wow. And, uh, and I kind of stalked the band, you know, and I, I found their producer and sent him my music and then he and I started working together and that's how I met Steven. And, uh, so yeah, so they, the, I am the guy who loves that band, you uh-huh. know, and, uh, they were my favorite band, and now we're all buddies. That's that's really cool. Really, really cool. <laughs> like, what was that moment like when you like all of your work to like get to meet them sort of came to came to fruition when you like came face to face with like maybe Wayne and and Steven? And you're like, hey, hey guys. Well, Wayne Wayne's such a sweetheart. Like that was a piece of cake. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like he's like he's he's not what you expect. He's more he's more just like this super generous, earnest, hardworking brilliant smart dude you know mm-hmm. and it's like super welcoming you know steve and i was more afraid of to be honest oh, wow. because because he played the drums on the soft bulletin you know <laughs> but uh steven and i met and within 10 minutes we were sitting on the floor with a couple acoustic guitars writing funny songs just laughing hysterically so like, that's great yeah immediate you know? that's great great um so speaking i mean there, there's this humorous side you know it, it seems like the the music is taken very seriously but there's a really humorous side i watched your video you know i saw it well done very very funny the um the the it's okay to poop song or, or no yeah. okay toilet bowl sorry let me let me get that right so how does that come to be how does that go to video like how Tell me a little bit about that. There's an educational piece behind it too, and I don't want to lose sight of that. Yeah, um, honestly, that that song came about because out of like just really taking the audience seriously, you know, um, we tried to make the, the record for everybody, and we realized, you know, okay, we just did uh, a three song space rock epic about a Ziggy Stardust esque unicorn like maybe we should have something for littler kids <laughs> and uh <laughs> and i asked a child development specialist friend of mine like what what is their concern like what is what's making them tick what are they thinking about and she was like poop it's poop, They're thinking about poop. <laughs> i was like all right well i guess we got to write a song about that and then steven played me that music and i was like 
got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, poop's a big deal, right? Like, we don't need to go into the specifics of how and why, but... We certainly can if you want, but... Uh, <laughs> But it is certainly a big deal, especially if, you know, you're of a certain age. If you're of a certain age and there's a certain, you know, uh, developmental milestone that has to happen in terms of putting your poop somewhere where you can flush it, it's a little scary, right? And that's the... It is. You know, I always say that that is actually ultimately a song about courage. Uh-huh. Because it is. Because it is. Got to be, got to be, uh, be brave when you're going in to face the, the porcelain monster. Um, so... The other song that I love, like legitimately, I, this is a, a song that I love. And we were talking about like music that hits in certain ways uh, before we started recording. Um, but a fact is a gift that you give your brain. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit. I, like that's really awesome. Tell me a little bit about it. Well, you know that that song seems so prescient right now. You know, as there is this weird, perplexing erosion of truth and fact and verity in general, <laughs> that is difficult to to wrap your mind around. That song seems so uh, relevant right now. But we actually wrote that. I mean, Stephen and I have made have been making this record for ten years on weekends. Oh wow! So, so we actually wrote that song. I was thinking about the Bush administration. Uh-huh. Wrote that song because there there has been sort of an anti intellectualism thing happening in the United States for some time now, and there has been sort of an assault on um, science and fact in general, and uh, and that always worried me as someone who uh, made entertainment for children. You know, where's the other side of that? Where's people saying that wonder is important and that facts are amazing and that facts are actually wonderful, wonderful, wonderful nuggets of discovery that you can give to your brain. You know, I wanted to push, I wanted to hold up the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. just seemed to be so much doubt of fact that I wanted to hold up the other side. And that song's actually got my favorite lyric on the record, which is wondering makes you wonderful, uh, which really, is true. Yeah. Which is a fact. Yeah. True fact. True fact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what's the, it's, you, you mentioned 10 years to make this record. Something like that. Uh, so, yeah. So, so I, I'm always interested in how uh, a piece of music comes together as a musician. So, what's the writing process like for a Stephen Stephen song? Well, he and I really should have done this postal service style, you know, like yeah, where sure. where I send him lyrics, he sends me stuff because I've got a full pro tool set up here too, you know. But for some reason, we just never did that. We just decided we had to be in the same room as we wrote these songs. And whenever we were in the same room, they came together really fast. But he's in a big, giant band. And especially back in, like, 2009, like, they were touring, like, crazy. Mm -hmm. And he lives in Oklahoma City. And I live in New York City. And he's got two kids. So we literally just did it whenever he had a spare weekend. Uh You know, I would fly to Oklahoma and spend three, four days and have a blast and sit in the studio and write these songs and hang out with my buddy. But it took us forever to do it that way. And yeah. also there was pressure on us to do this. Like we weren't trying to set the world on fire. We weren't in a hurry to like make a kid's record. We were literally doing this because we thought it was awesome. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And, that was- the, and that's, that comes through. Like there's, there's the, you can hear the fun that you guys are having when it you're, was a- when you're doing this and, and it's sophisticated, right? Like we, We've sort of talked about that a little bit, but like this, 
this is uh, not just music for kids. This is music for everyone, and it comes through in the musicality, and it comes through in like the way that you all are are singing and, and doing your thing. Um, so, what are some of your influences outside of the Flaming Lips? Oh, David Bowie. Um, you know, I mean, we for that Unicorn and Princess Rainbow song, we were thinking of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. You know, uh-huh. we wanted like kid show cliches and kind of put them in that sort of narrative realm. Steven and I are both Bowie nuts. Um, but the bands that have been tremendously important to me, uh, I guess, I guess okay. Computer really kind of blew me up there for a while. I loved early YouTube, like the unforgettable fire was a, was a big deal for me. Um, as a kid, you know, I loved the Smiths and Fugazi and The Cure. And uh, these days, oh, as a really little kid, my favorite record was the soundtrack from Rocky. Uh-huh. But the whole thing, not just the running up the steps music. Like, I liked all of that music a lot. It's still uh-huh. uh, nowadays, I, it's been a while since I've listened to anything super new, but I really like Cigarettes. They're pretty special. Uh-huh. I kind of want to hate them, but I can't. I just, <laughs> So, Do it's so beautiful. I can't hate it. I can't. You know, uh-huh. uh, I like the War on Drugs. Uh-huh. That record. I like their records a lot. The Nationals good. That's a hard thing to do. Uh-huh. It's hard to be deliberately sad and tell everyone how sad you are and make <laughs> that okay. And they're great. Uh-huh. Uh, what else did I like recently? Polisa, I liked a little. Future Islands record was crazy good. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going through a perfect breakup for that song. It was great. <laughs> it's like even if I even if I wasn't going through a breakup at that time, I think I would have broke up with broken up with her just for that song <laughs> to be exactly right. You know what I mean? I do, I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um wow, okay. That's that's a eclectic. You know, I think it's skewing more towards the like semi-experimental indie sort of size Sigurros, like a band that sings in its own language is uh you know it's why i, I want to hate them and I yeah, can't do it. yep it's why you want to hate it's why i want to hate them too but they're pretty tremendous um so you all had a show last weekend at the brooklyn bowl mm-hmm. how, how'd it go what, what's a steven steven show like well i don't know how many of them there's gonna be i mean uh it's really difficult with his schedule for us to really find a way to do it. Um, we know what we don't want to do live. We don't want to kind of Rafi the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like there's enough of that. Not that there's anything wrong with Rafi, but there's just enough of that. And it, it doesn't really showcase our music very well to just kind of sit there and play it. Uh-huh. So uh, we, we did a whole multimedia thing with two cameras and a live green screen puppet show. Oh, cool. And I'd say about 30% of it worked. Um, it was kind of hard to pull off. You know? <laughs> we didn't have a whole lot of time to do it. Uh-huh. But I think there was a lot of good ideas there for sure. Uh-huh. You know, and, uh, we made a couple parents cry and kids were really into it. And, um, you know, and he's Stephen Droz from the Flaming Lips. So like, even if I'm just sitting there singing, there's still that going yeah, on. Yeah, right, right. Pretty awesome. Um, I think he and I would like to do it more. We'd like to actually perform it for adults. Uh-huh. Um, I never thought of doing that, but he was like, this would work well for adults. So uh, I don't know. I, if, if there are opportunities for us to do it again, that makes sense. 
with his schedule, I think we'd both be into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't see that happening very often. Okay. Well, how could we, how could we follow you and find out if there were to be future Steven Steven dates or other updates and information about the band? Uh, we have a website, stevensteven.com that has everything on it. Um, also generally my public social media stuff is just called Steve Burns Alive and that has a lot of information on it. Okay, great. So those are those are the spots to find you. Well, um, I can't thank you and Steven enough for doing something creative and sort of boundary pushing and taking it seriously in terms of music for, music for the kids and music for the families and music for the people like me who want to hear something that's like you know, hits the right spots. All right. Thanks, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Later. Bye. Well, that was pretty cool. Really interesting to talk to Steve about what he's doing and hear about the music and hear about the record. And that's fascinating. Really, really cool. Really thoughtful fellow. Hey, here's a favor you can do your old buddy, Mike. How about uh, rating and subscribing and reviewing on iTunes? That'd be cool. Yeah, take a minute. Why not, right? It's not going to hurt. It certainly wouldn't hurt me. It would actually bring me tremendous joy. So thanks for listening this week. 66 episodes of Good Stuff Strong, plus some sports episodes, plus some bonus content. And it's all at www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks so much for listening. And I'm going to give you a little sample of some of that Steven Steven music now. This is a little bit of a song called A Fact is a Gift That You Give Your Brain. Talk to you very, very soon. Stuff.